is a joyous celebration. I deal with people over in Israel, and they are off the whole week. And of course, they're off on Friday anyway, so they had Friday as well. And uh, so they don't get back to work until Sunday. But this whole time is a time for, you know, just praising the Lord for what he's done. And a lot of times we kind of forget uh, the things that he's done. If you start to look back in your life and you look at things that, that has happened, uh, whether it's a job, whether it's whatever, if you're kind of thinking, okay, it's because of my great abilities that I got this, as you start to look at it very closely, you'll see that God guided you and guided your steps. It's something that we need to always do is, is think and praise him for what he's done. And this is a good season to just focus on that and lift up uh, him, uh, his blessings to us and, 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 and share that with each other. One of the things that in the scriptures, if you remember, and I'm trying to remember whether it was Ezekiel, wait a minute, not Ezekiel, it was Nehemiah or Ezra. Remember when they got back and uh, they found the scrolls and they started to read it before the people. And, you know, that was uh, a big celebration. And like on that last day of Sukkot, we think about the Simchat Torah, rejoicing, rejoicing in the Torah. Now, we're going to do that later, but... One of the things that, if you're thinking about rejoicing in the Torah, how many of us rejoice in the Torah every day? One of the things that I think that many times we, okay, here's the word, here's the Torah. I'll read it, and I'm going to go out and do it. Read it, do it. A lot of people are into that, Right? And without one of the things that is very important to all of us, what is written on your heart? You know, the scriptures say uh, that it should be on your heart and on your mind, write it on your hands, on the doorpost of your house. Does that mean to physically write? You can physically write them there. But what is he talking about writing it on your hands? What does that mean? Pardon? What you do. One of the most important things, we can look at at the scriptures and see all of the wisdom that's there and we're going to celebrate and get carried around. Everybody will get a chance to do that. But one of the big celebrations that anybody that's a believer that God has promised to write that same Torah on our hearts and on our minds. And that is by the grace of God. He didn't have to do that. Could have you still out here, and a lot of people still pretend they are under the old covenant. And what do I mean by that? They read it, 
Let me go out here and do it. All right? But the new covenant is a lot better. What does God say about the new covenant? He's going to write it on our hearts and on our minds. Now, how do you get that written on your hearts and minds? Yeah, you read, you meditate, you study. Yeah, and what else? He writes it. Understand, I mean, you, we have people that have gone to seminaries and have got masters and PhDs and all you can think of and can quote scripture verse by verse and tell you exactly everything they know about behind it and all the history. But if God, if you don't allow God to write it on your hearts, it's just knowledge. It doesn't affect the way you live. It doesn't affect your decisions. It doesn't affect how you treat people. It doesn't affect how you submit to your boss, how you respond to people, uh, how you respond to people that are cruel to you. There's a way. But to get there, what, what is required for us to be sure that these things are written on our hearts? God promises, but what, what, what activates that for us? Our relationship with God, what else? What? Faith. What is faith? Right. But for us, you know, you, you say that, but one of the things, if you trust the Lord, that means you have to believe what he says. I can, you look at it and says, yes, I trust that. And trust and faith is not, well, it's active. It's not a passive thing. It's not something you can just go, okay, I have faith. It is active. It is not something you can sit down and say, okay, oh, yeah, I have faith. But if you have no actions, that means walking as if it's true. I mean, it is true if God said so. If you are, let's see, how can I say this in a nice way? <laughs> um, trusting now, see, you have to have something to trust. God has have to have made a statement somewhere for you to trust. You just can't grab something, oh, yeah, I trust God to do this for me. I trust God he's going to whatever. One of the things that if we go back and we look at Scripture, and we look, think about somebody like uh, uh, Elijah, right? And he called all the prophets of Baal out. And he told them to dump water on his sacrifice and all the other guys to pray and see whoever answered by fire that the fire would come down. And that is, that's who God is, the one that uh, we should serve. Well, if you read that whole story, do you think he just went out there and says, okay, all right, you prophets of Baal, you know, build me an uh, altar over here, pour all this water on it. 
and we're going to see who's going to answer by fire. You think he just did that? He had a relationship with God. God had told him to do that, and fire came down from heaven. Now you'll have some of us who read that go, oh, wow, I can do that too. Let me go over and have some wicked people, and I'm going to make, make a proclamation. Now, maybe God might come through, but he doesn't have to, right? You have to have a promise. You have to have something to stand on. You can't have faith in something. You, you, you can have faith, but you know, if he hasn't said it, it may not come to pass. And that's when we pray for people. Somebody asks for prayer. What's the first thing you ought to do? You ask the Lord what to pray for and how to pray for it. The thing that you see in front of you may not be the issue. Just like Yeshua, if you followed when he healed people, was it always the same way? And he made this proclamation. It's what? I do what I see my father do. He tells me what to say. Uh, are we any better? Can we go out on our own? So we need that word written on our hearts. It's a living word. It's something that uh, guides you in every direction. So if you pray and you ask the Lord for wisdom, do you think you have wisdom? Well, do, do you, are you wise? Let's see. It, it's very hard. That's a simple thing. And he says he'll give it to everybody who asks for it. But a lot of times we ask for wisdom and we go, I don't know. Uh, do I have wisdom or not? Right? See, that is doubt. That is not trusting that he's giving you wisdom. If you pray and you ask him for wisdom, and he says he gives it freely, right? So you go, okay, I have the wisdom of God. <laughs> and when God gives you wisdom, you'll know it. You can trust him on that. You can just rely on him giving you the right thing to do. And sometimes it may not seem logical. So you know, many of us who are engineers and that kind of thing, right? We are logical people. And sometimes the Lord will direct us in paths and we go, that doesn't seem quite right. Am I sure I'm hearing right? Uh, it's, it becomes a battle. Um, over the years, I've learned some things, even things that I've been trained in. And I know, I can remember 
when I used to work for General Electric a long time ago, I really started to realize troubleshooting and finding a single component and thousands of parts, you just can't go with a shotgun approach. But I had learned that ask the Lord before you even start. And I had learned that, I don't know when I learned it, but anyway, the Lord just showed me that. And I would go directly to the problem. You know, and it's, well, that doesn't really make sense. And there was, I worked at a television manufacturing facility in Portsmouth. And there were a stack of over 2,000 television sets that had an issue. You know, and nobody could figure out why they were bad. Because you pray and ask the Lord, okay, all right, and I'm going along, and then all of a sudden, pop. There was a little teeny capacitor that had two dielectrics in it, in the color circuit, and that threw everything off. God loves us, and he wants us to be successful. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but a lot of people don't quite get that. And he's not going to withhold things from you. All he wants is you to trust him in all that you do. So the rejoicing in the fact that he has given us his spirit, he's given us his word that he would write his laws on our hearts and on our minds and he would cause us to walk in righteousness. These are, this is something that's concrete. You know, if you don't believe that, if you can't get your head around that, I'm not sure how to say, is that you just have to renew your mind by saying, Lord, be honest with them. Tell them, I don't have a handle on this. I don't know how to, to trust Be honest. Don't tell yourself that, okay, I trust the Lord. And he knows that you don't, right? He knows that you don't. And and you're trying to convince yourself, but don't come before him telling you that I trust you. He knows. The next time you run into something that's difficult, Make sure you just say, Lord, help me here. Help me with my unbelief and not trusting you. It's kind of hard for me to grasp this thing of letting go and allowing you to just guide my steps. And there will be many opportunities in your life, throughout your life, to put trust in it. You're going to see situations that you don't know what to do and how you're going to get out of it. And you 
ask the Lord for wisdom and start moving, believing that it's so. If God says you're the righteousness of Messiah in Yeshua, do you think you're righteous? A lot of people go, I don't know. I don't know that I am really forgiven. I don't know that I'm really able to walk without falling. If you fall, your prayer should be, Lord, I am sorry I did not trust you to walk through this. I did not trust you to give me the strength to overcome. I took it up in my own hands to try to beat whatever it is. Anytime you fall, it's that reason is because you have tried to overcome. You will never overcome. You will continue to fall until you trust the Lord that gives you the strength to overcome evil. On your own, I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. I know you'd love to say, great, I overcome, I overcame that or I overcame the other. You might say that after the Lord has done it and watch the issue come back. You need to give him the glory and praise for all of the things and all of the outcomes that happen, especially when it comes to uh, anything that we're, you fall in. And if you continue to do that, you have less and less things that are burdening you down because you understand that Yeshua says, He's living on us. Is that something that was said? Remember John? Yeshua made a prayer that he would be in us and that he would, we would be in him and that he and the Father would be in us and we would be what? One? A lot of us don't believe that. I didn't for a long time. I looked at it and I said, this is an impossibility. I mean, I could not, I, every time I picked up the scriptures and I read it, and I, I couldn't read anything else. I guess it was about six months. And I read it, and I read it, this can't be, until I heard a voice say, who's lying, you or me? So... When you don't trust the Lord, you're saying that he's a liar. That's why in Hebrews, it makes a clear statement. It is impossible, without faith, is it impossible to please God? Because you're telling the creator of the universe, I don't trust you and I don't believe you. Now, if any one of us was a very trustworthy person, and someone, and you, you say, I'm going to do this, and the person doesn't trust you. Say, no, you're lying. How would you feel? So the same thing with God. If you don't believe what he says and walk in it, 
then don't expect much from him. Don't expect to overcome. Everybody in here will overcome anything that causes you to fall if you trust in him. If you don't trust in him and you go and you pray this prayer, Lord, I am not going to do that again. Sorry, wrong prayer. Why is it wrong? You are not going to do it. He's the one that has to do it through you. The prayer should be, Lord, I did not trust you to help me to overcome this. I did not trust in your strength to keep me from falling. Sorry. Because that's what it is. Because he said he was going to do it. And also, the other prayer is, I am sorry that I did not believe that I, not, that I have been forgiven. Because a lot of times, what gets brought up to us from way back, before you knew the Lord, God didn't forgive you for that. You know, you did X, Y, Z. And Yeshua went to the cross and said, he took all of those. So don't be hindered in your walk by something that was done with another person after Yeshua has come into your heart. And you'd be surprised the power that God will give you to overcome every sin, every thing that you can imagine. You're talking about the healing that God will bring as far as how you, your relationships, you know, people that irritate you, of how to respond to them in the right way. And see, one of the things we don't want to put on some phony face. All right? Oh, yes. You can be angry. See, this is another thing, is not to try to try to pretend to be something that you're not. And the other part of that is let if you are in the Lord, then that's who you are. You want to respond the way he responds. And it could be harsh words at times, right? It could be very pointed words. But if he's doing it, it's a big difference than you doing it. He's doing it trying to draw the person to him. Not to condemn them, but to draw them to him. So we have to be very sensitive to God's spirit and allow him to lead us in all the things that we say and all the things that we do because he's, he says it's, something that he's given us. So we can rejoice in the fact that Yeshua died for us. We can rejoice in the fact that he gave us his Holy Spirit and that he promises to give us brand new hearts and new minds. Remember that that is very important. If you don't believe that he's giving you that, those things, then you'll continue to fall 
and then you'll continue to try to, to do it on your own. If you find yourself struggling with something, it's the main reason either you don't believe the Lord or you forgot who you were. And it's very easy to forget. I mean, you're, you're going along, and just like I said, forgetting. Remember, I said I prayed about something, and then I went and started working on a car and started doing things, and then I realized it just wasn't going right. I said, wait a minute. Prayed about it, and then the answer was there in a minute. So it's being... One of our good examples, though, that I, I share with you is uh, Moses. I don't care what it was. He went and prayed to the Lord all the time. So, well, Moses, you could just go. No, he went and asked the Lord about it. We need to do that all the time. I don't care how mundane it is because sometimes, well, God's not interested in that. But he is. And you'd be surprised at the number of things that he will just show you how to do. Amen? Where's our praise and worship team?